Hello and welcome to the Rebel Health Academy podcast. Hey guys, we're here with my good mate Ash today, Will Harvey and I, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on, Ash. Thank you. Sweet. Just wait one sec. We've got to do our acknowledgement to the land um, by the traditional peoples. Um, so I'll begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather in Gubby Gubby land today and pay my respects or our respects to the elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people here today. Cool. Right, we're sweet to go. Awesome. One of the reasons why I was so excited to have Ash on the podcast and it's so good to have you here, Ash, is um, because so... uh, recently really i've only just gotten to know you and um you've already become a huge influence on my life um bringing a lot of joy and a lot of stability and a lot of enthusiasm in the way that we hang out and um yeah i'm just ash was one of the first people that put his hand up and said you gotta have me on uh or your interpretation interpretation might have been a bit different but i walked away enthusiastic and uh, i'm excited to have you share we've roped him in share your story eh? we've roped him in we have yeah thanks for the kind words yes thank you yeah so uh, and will doesn't know ash no i'm completely uh, as well as you guys as you get to know ash through this podcast i am gonna get to know ash so how cool is that um but as uh tricker has said um only good things i'm super excited i get good energy from him um that's what it's all about of he's uh welcomed us into his home which is amazing and the energy that's flying through this place is lovely so i'm looking forward to it i'm Mm. looking forward to this awesome well um tell us a little bit about you ash and what you do now obviously i'm pretty well versed but it'd be good for everyone for will yeah. <laughs> where, where did it all start? Where did it all start? Where were you born? Where was I born? In yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne boy. Yeah, I've lived most of my life in Melbourne. Yep. The last like 10 months in Musa. Oh, yes. Oh. Moved up. <laughs> yeah, it was a good change. Yeah. I love the sun. Love the surf. Yeah. There's not much sun lately though. Ah, uh, still. You got to get out there when it's around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out the water tops off. Yeah. Dancing in the rain, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Shoes Surfing up. in the rain. But yeah. Big surfer then, huh? I try to be. Yeah. I'm learning. Sweet. So, um, I need to get into surfing. You're not into surfing? How long have you been living up here? Uh, we could all surf two, together. Two years. I like body surfing. That's fair. I could see you were just about to say... He was about to say something, but he held it back. It's fair, there's nothing like There's nothing but like just being as one with the yeah. wave, I think, anyway, just being one with that wave instead yeah. of being on that big board and going around. But what, I like... This is just me personally when I'm doing it. One, maybe because I'm a shit surfer. But <laughs> I do like the, the thought of actually being one with that wave with my body. Mm. And, and enjoying, enjoying the experience that way rather than um, floundering on a surfboard. <laughs> but that's, yeah. ju- that ex- and that's just me. Yeah, no, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. Be in the water as much as you can, I reckon, yeah. in any way you like. Yeah. That's true. Both my kids were born in, born in the water. Cool. That's pretty sick. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. My wife was a machine. No drugs, nothing. Just 
Cool. Like, <laughs> Naturally. Can we talk about birth? How did we talk about... In the last podcast, <laughs> we were talking about birth and you couldn't see, but I was just whacking them out like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. I think it's going to be a running thing. We're going to have that going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what part of Melbourne were you born in, mate? Um, I can't remember the exact suburb, but I think it's possible it was actually the city in Melbourne. Oh, sweet. Yeah. There could have been something different. I haven't looked at my birth certificate for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And where did mum and dad live? They lived in, well, like when I was around, yep. they lived in research and they still do. Research, research is, um, it's next to Eltham. Yep. So yep. near Greensboro, Eltham. Nice. So you grew up there? Yeah, I grew up there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Went nice to school? Mm. I went to school in Bundura. Well, I went to primary school in Eltham and high school was in Bundura. Mm. Called Parade. Parade College. Bundura. Bundura. Where's Bundura? Bundura. 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 Oh, I thought you said Bundura. Where is it? It's sort of... <laughs> yeah, no. no. Sort of in Greensboro. Yeah. Mm. How was... Um, <laughs> how was your school life there? How, how, how'd that all go? I did okay at school, but, like, honestly, I think what's... You know how you see those movies how everyone wants to go back and redo high school and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to do that. It's fucking boring. Yeah. I want to keep moving on with life. And that's sort of my philosophy and just what I enjoy about life is learning new things. Yep. School was cool. I did it. But like it was a bit boring and a bit annoying and having to sit there all day and having to do this and that and like someone else's rules isn't my favorite way to live. Mm. So Mm. yeah. Once I got out of there, I was good. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Again, uh, I always speak about it. it's like those four walls, isn't it? You're just trapped into trapped into box, their world, their, their world. way of being. Yeah, yeah. Their curriculum, and the government world. I'm talking about. Mm. If you didn't get it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's useful things to learn at school for sure, yeah. and I'm I'm thankful. But at the same time, like being able to choose what I want to learn now, ever since mm. I became an adult, you could say that's been the best for me. Yeah, yeah. I. I I, I share a similar story. Like at school, I hated school. Didn't want to be there. Didn't want to study. I didn't, never did homework. I never studied for my exams. I passed, but I never studied. <laughs> Just, I think. I think. It's <laughs> amazing matter. how but, long you can wing it for. Yeah, yeah. You know well. Yeah, yeah. And then all like, of a sudden, like, you're 10, still, 11, and it's like... Yeah. Mm. I st- but I passed year 10, 11, didn't study for the exams. But, you know. Good effort. Just. I don't recommend, you know, if you want to do well <laughs> in it, study. I, I didn't like it, so I didn't. But, um... Shit, where was I going with that? You threw me there. <laughs> well, I suppose it's that. Oh, yeah, study. Study. But now, when I'm studying what I want to study, I can do it all day. Yeah. Forget about the time, and I'm like, oh, my God. I've got to go pick the kids up from school. It's four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, but it feels like that. Um, so I think it's there's a bit of a sign there. I don't... Like in, you know, you've said it. I don't know what you were. You were pretty good at school, weren't you? Uh, I was pretty good at school, but by year nine, I decided I wanted to play tennis. So then all my energy went into tennis and it didn't really go <laughs> yeah, into yeah. being good at maths or yeah. English anymore. Yeah. Not that I was ever really good at English, but maths and science, I like to pay attention and mm. yeah. try to be important. It's depending on the yeah. teacher, though, for me. Well, yeah, I liked all of the subjects if I had a really good teacher, but you didn't always have a good teacher, right? 
No, sometimes you mm. just didn't want to give the teacher your attention. You just didn't relate to them or they were just boring. Mm. Yeah. Possibly. Yep. That's true. One of my teachers, she had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and for young boys, it made it really hard to concentrate on what she was saying. Mm. <laughs> Kids are horrible. Kids yeah. are hard. I remember there was this one teacher in our, at our school. And once the kids knew they were going to make her cry, oh, they went. They just went and they knew and they pushed, pushed, and she'd walk out crying. Oh. <laughs> tough job being it, a teacher. Yeah, tough job being a teacher. Hats off to all teachers yeah, out tough there. Job. And they don't get paid well enough. Seems that way around. Yeah. Mm. If they got more money, I reckon you'd get better teachers to be able to teach. You've still got to teach the same curriculum. Yeah, but you know, I've I've got a mate that is a teacher that um, thinks outside the box. Yeah. Within the curriculum, so teaches the curriculum, gets it done, but pulls it out and puts his little spin on it and mm. and brings it back in. Mm. But they're like you said, they they are rare a rare bunch to find. Mm. I reckon. Who was your favourite teacher in school? Look straight down the camera. <laughs> I can't remember their name. Exactly. No it's been group. ages. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been out of school for a long time. Was it only like five years for you? No, it was actually 2004. <laughs> yeah. I think it was 95. 18 years. I've 95. been out of school more than I've been in it. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was 03. Well, that how time changes. It does. What were your favourite subjects at school? Did that, did that shape any of what you do now, do you feel? It does. Like, um, I liked all the physical subjects, like PE and things like that. But I think I liked English and science. Yep. A lot. I think the English thing, like, it's... The science was just really interesting, just, like, learning their formulas and how things worked and all that. So I like that part of it and that part of maths as well. But with English, like, I write a lot for my job. Yep. And um, so that helped that, for sure. And just communicating. Mm, mm. So it was pretty handy. I had a really good teacher and English teacher, so that helped a lot too. What was her name? I think it was Mrs. Donahue, actually. There we go. Mm. Mrs. Donahue. <laughs> Created a man. Say <laughs> <laughs> that any way you want. Mm. Yeah, sweet. So, nothing serious happened. Like as you're going through your high school, you just got through there. Then you're ready to to hit life. Yeah, it was. I just did it. Turned up all the time. I did okay. Yep. But I just it's sort of like treading water for me. That's how school felt. Yeah. And then when I got to try and experience a bit more of life. That's, that's yep. when it was better. Yeah, love it. So once you did that, now you're experiencing life. You finished school. When does that finish? Is it the last exam? Is that? Shit, I can't remember. Did you finish so year you finish that and then you go. Yeah, I finished year 12. Yeah, yeah you finished year 12. Yeah. Yeah. I, finished I didn't do bad in school. It was just more like it. Just a bit boring. And when did music become a big part of your life? Was that later on or was that? No, it was at school. At school. I think that was one other thing too, like similar to your tennis story is that um, once I learned how to play guitar, I wanted to do that way more than study anything else. Like I'd just be playing for hours and just 
doing as much study as I needed to do to try and learn that thing or staying up all night doing an exam <laughs> going back to bed <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah like year 11 or 10 at school is when I started learning guitar properly and I loved it yeah I still do was that your first love yes love it <laughs> love it what songs did you first learn well, in, in my generation anyway, but maybe it hasn't changed. You always start off with things like Smoke on the Water. Yep. And um, maybe Come As You Are by Nirvana. Mm. Yeah. Then you start trying to tackle harder things like Stairway to Heaven. And Do you know how to play Stairway to Heaven? Yeah. Oh, stop that. Can you play it for us now? No, I don't know. It's been a while. It sounds pretty shaky. What about Come As You Are? Yeah, probably. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's hear a song. It's been a long time since I've played Come As You Are. I remember my cousins playing this all the time. Yeah, I had some ways I could do it. Come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll start. You know, the stairway. Yeah. The stairway to nowhere, that one. There you go. That was your first love. Amazing. Yeah. Guitar is amazing. Music is so good. Yeah. It is, isn't it? So tell us a bit more about you and your guitar. I've got about 10 guitars. <laughs> yeah. I've played for, I'm guessing, like 25 years or something like that. I've played many, many, many hours. I used to be in a band where I was the singer and the guitarist. And um, we've got two albums. Sick. Had a lot of fun. I don't play it quite as much anymore, but um, it's still a big part of me. Do you go touring and stuff? Yeah, we played some tours. Yep. Awesome. The only thing we didn't do is just go overseas with it. Yeah. Would have been good to do that, but it just wasn't the right timing. How does that feel with you? I'm cool. Yeah. Mm. Life's good. Yeah. See. At the time, did you think that? I like it was. It was our decision. It was. We decided not to go, or I decided not to go, or whoever did. I I can't really remember. Yeah. But it, like it wasn't. It was more like, actually, if I really go back to that time, so heaps of people were telling us that with our type of music, which is like this heavy rock sort of stuff, that we should go overseas. Like Germany would love you. Blah blah blah. These places would love you. Because, you know, Australia is a small place. Mm. There's not many people. But um, it wasn't like someone said, here, here's money, we'll pay for you. It's like we would have to just go there and just try and make it happen. Yep. There was nothing actually happened. So, like, mm. I had probably around the time I was getting more serious around the music and, like, we were getting better and better. Mm. I also started a business at the same time because music wasn't paying for anything. Mm. Mm. So I started a business that I also equally loved. Like I, I learned around that time, look, over just over 10 years ago, or 14 years ago is when I first started, but like 10 years ago I started my own business. And it, um, it was a gym. Yeah. Called Charge CrossFit in Melbourne. And I just, helping other people really, like I love that. I woke mm. up every day really happy to do that. Mm. So I, was, I had two things that I loved. Mm. Helping people with fitness and health and then playing music and it just sort of went down the health and fitness yeah. area and 
yeah, I got healthier and fitter and yeah, I don't regret anything. It's yeah. really good. See. And we had a lot of fun playing music. Yeah. And we still could. Yeah. Hmm. Did you say heavy metal? A heavy rock, so heavy rock. Like it was pretty heavy at times, but I think the difference between what we played and heavy metal is there was no real screaming. Yeah. Never really screamed. Yeah. What would you who would you What's heavy rock then? Well heavy rock. It's like killing Hardy, man. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> they're not they're not soft rock or anything. But um heavy rock yeah. to me it's sort of a bit like maybe Silverchair. Yep. Alice in Chains. Yep. Nice. Mastodon. Yep. What was your band called? Called The Charge. Shout out to The Charge. (laughs) 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 So The Charge band became Charge CrossFit. Exactly, yeah. Wow. The two loves just... Named my gym after my band. Yeah. Just made sense. Charge. Charge. Charging through life. Mm. Trying to. So, um, what kind of music do you like to jam around with now then? At the moment, I like sort of more softer acoustic stuff actually mm. I'm not feeling the heavy stuff as much mm. unless it's really good yeah you started playing the didgeridoo yeah I learned dig Love recently which has been really fun yeah things like Ziggy Alberts and stuff like that is what I'm listening to a lot now and yeah I love that guy and Led Zeppelin and just going back to old things that I used to love I never stopped loving but they've still got that place yeah yeah Music is, is so healing, is it? Whether it's native drums or acoustic or mm. anything, whatever music rocks your boat, isn't it? Definitely. The power of that. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Love music. Look at that. That, that. That's that's how that's we're all thinking about music then, weren't we? <laughs> and we just went into a well I did anyway well I was actually thinking about playing my recorder back in <laughs> yeah I was like the same I can't play an instrument except for the didgeridoo <laughs> that um, wasn't easy I was thinking yeah. of Amazing Grace yeah yeah we <laughs> 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 get the figure over yeah yeah <laughs> oh, recorder yeah all right, so then, um, were you into health and fitness before you opened the gym? Like, how did how did that? Yeah, I was a personal. Pass? I was a personal trainer before I opened the gym. Yeah. For a few years, but um, before then, I wasn't into health and fitness at all. Yeah. I was just into playing guitar. Yes. And so. singing, and I wasn't healthy at all. Yeah, and then yeah. When did that transition take place? The transition take, took place, um, so at the t- same time as I was heavily in a band, before the fitness, I, was, I had an office job where I was a manager, and basically I was just running myself into the ground, just working hours and hours. Look at this nice place, a, a nice office full of great people, but I was just working so many hours, sort of not doing what my calling was. So, but... Apart from, like, wanting to make money from music, like, it's not about the money, it's just more about being able to mm. support it. Mm. Um, I didn't know what else I actually wanted. I didn't know my, what my calling was. So probably the day that this all changed is when I just decided i just got to quit this job because I was a manager and it, every year I'd sort of get 
locked in again mm. you know they'd give me a pay rise and then you sort of become more dependent on having that job yeah. and the life you live in and I just started recognizing that I was sort of always a bit unhealthy always a little bit sick I'd work all week drink all weekend you know having fun mm-hmm. but it wasn't doing me any good so I just made a, a decision to just quit that job but have nothing else to go to so I found like a cup, like a bunch of like, you know, just crappy jobs, jobs that didn't matter, but jobs in particular, I chose jobs that had no, like I was not a manager. I didn't, I didn't have to care about anyone except for myself. And um, I could just do the job easy and it didn't take up any bandwidth mm-hmm. outside of work. Mm. I just rock up, do the work, go home. And so during that time, because I saved that bandwidth, that's when I found that I really loved moving my body, which I always did in the past, but maybe a 10 year period, it was just office life. Mm. And um, so I gave myself a chance to actually find what I love doing. So I love music, like I said, but then I loved changing how I felt, like how my body looked, how I felt, how I woke up each day. And then look, I really like teaching people things as well. So sort of just, fell into becoming a personal trainer and I also realized at the time that in my head and I'm like I'm a little bit older than you guys and there was no CrossFit gyms or if there was CrossFit gyms there wasn't many no so there was basically there was none of those none of those warehouse gyms there's no functional gyms no gyms back in the day fitness first bro like fitness first type things but basically men went to gyms to do bodybuilding Mm. And women went there to do aerobics. And that's sort of what I saw. And obviously I'm generalizing and there's different people doing different things. But that's sort of like what the masses were doing. Yep. And um, I didn't want to be a bodybuilder. I sort of saw that as like a, being a jock. Mm. And basically I didn't want to be a jock. That's like the anti of how, how I felt. Mm-hmm. But um, around the time that I started getting interested in just like feeling better, mm. then I met a personal trainer named Byron. Um, and he was just, he actually lifted weights. He changed his body, but he didn't have that same mentality, which I wasn't agreeing with. I didn't want to be part of. Yeah. So I found that even someone skinny like me at that time, I could become a personal trainer just because I cared about helping people. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be this big muscle bound jock guy, which sort of like I made up for myself, but also did exist as part of that in- yeah. industry at that time oh, yeah, I was I suppose I'd be part of, you would have looked at me and thought no. <laughs> no but I don't look at anyone and see anything I, yeah, yeah yeah no but I'm just putting it down yeah 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 no, no like there's actually no problems I reckon it's good to put on muscle and all that but if you can imagine so I'm coming from a time when I I love Nirvana yeah and that's it was nothing to do with that nothing to do with fitness and health I just didn't like the idea that you only do that to change your body and make your pecs bigger. Mm. That just didn't sit with me. Once I found that there was ways of doing fitness, which was about functionality, and then it also made you look better, mm. that sit a lot better yeah. for me. Like just, And seeing that there's a whole bigger picture to it that yeah. I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. And then the world changed. Like I think that CrossFit had a lot to do with that, like the exercise world. Oh, yeah. People could open up a gym in a warehouse and um, help hundreds and thousands of people over the time that they're open and in a different way. Yeah. And it was really powerful. Community. Yeah. 
Um, so I, there was one, um, what, what was that moment when you were like, oh, I think I'm unhealthy. What was that like? Like you're working in the office job and you've woken up one day or over, I, I want to, what was that moment when you're like, hang on. Well, I think there was, there's a few, but like what comes to mind now is like I'd met Renee at that time, my wife. And um, we were just just doing the average everyday, working all week, drinking on the weekend and having fun with our friends and, and whatnot. But we were just, like I said before, like always a bit sick. Mm. And I remember even like seeing a photo of myself. I had like really dark rings under my eyes. I was starting to like, I'd have to wear a suit every day, which was funny. And um, I'd start like actually putting on weight which I never put on weight in my life before then mm. but I was eating so badly without even knowing it like I was very ignorant to it because I wasn't eating at home anymore I, was, I had to feed myself and I'd just feed myself with bad things yeah just cause, just the thing like how a lot of people do just whatever con- was available convenient yeah. things yeah or you like make pasta and because it's really efficient for me I'd make a whole bunch of it and then I'd eat it Four days in a row. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, because you've come out of school and they haven't taught you how to cook and what's good food to eat. I had no idea about that stuff. Um, I just was Go very lucky that my <laughs> my mum cooked really great nutritious meals, but I didn't pick up on how to do that myself. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's when I noticed, when I started putting on weight, bags under my eyes, and just, yeah, just feeling pretty shit. But, like, I was drinking shitloads of coffee, no water, eating badly. I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't know what. I mm. just went with my intuition to try yeah. and make a change. Yeah. Was Love it Byron it. who helped you to sort of make those early changes? Yeah, he definitely helped. Mm. Yeah. What was it about Byron that helped you? Well, what helped me about Byron was that he could show me the way on how to train, mm. which I had no idea about how to train. Mm. Um, and also... He was a dude that liked similar music to me. He liked heavy rock and metal stuff. And it was an alternative way to have a gym. And that's what really inspired me. What sort of stuff were you doing with him? Were you doing cable rows or were you doing deadlifts and shoulder press? Or yeah, what made yeah him... interesting question. Because um, I forget what we're well, definitely doing. Like. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't like fully functional stuff, but we were starting to bring that in more. Um, we were doing a lot of cable stuff, a lot of dumbbell stuff, bench. Yeah. Um, we'd do legs, but legs not well enough, to be honest. Mm. And um, it was like, we didn't really know, when I especially didn't know how to like properly deadlift or squat. Yeah. So if I sort of did it with a bit of weight, it'd be a problem. Mm. You know, you feel your back or whatever, just that. Yeah. Even though, like, I was a qualified PT, back then, I mean, I'm talking about, like, it's a million years ago. It's not that long ago, but they didn't teach you that well about those things. I don't think they... Do they still... I still don't think they do, no. They they don't teach you well enough, but they teach you at a higher level now, I think, is what I've seen. Yeah. But to think that you can just do a course, even six months, one year, five years, and think you know everything is... That's the wrong way to approach it anyway, right? Yeah. You've got to keep learning anyway. Well, that's that's life, isn't it? The yeah. more you grow and start to know and learn and become a, a student of life, the more you know you don't know. 
hundred percent. Like you're like, oh fuck, oh, yeah. I've got no chance. Yeah, you're like this little speck in this universe. Yeah, mm. it opens up a whole new, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A whole new rabbit hole yeah. to go down the land. Yeah, that's sort of what drives me. This I love. Is, that's what makes it fascinating. Yeah, right? I just love learning things I didn't know. What else is out? Like, uh, fuck, I really uh, did not know that. And same about exercise. The way I exercise now is completely different to 14 years ago. Oh, same? Completely different to eight years ago, yeah. you know. Well, I remember going into the gym doing lap pull-down, seated row. Yeah, lap pull-down, definitely. Press, yeah, curls. And then if I was lucky, I might grab a barbell and do some lunges. Yeah, maybe. Stand in front of the mirror, do some curls. We ran. Did you run? Yeah. Yeah. Had some running happening there. But definitely curls, definitely leg. Arm day was a thing. Yeah. yeah arm day, was, arm day was maybe twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Arm, arm and, and chest. If you wanted to go in on Sunday, chest. it was arm day. Yeah. Chest and back twice a week. Arms twice a week. Legs. Maybe every once other week. A week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it was, man. Yeah, that's, that's how it still is. It, it, it probably yeah, is in a lot of ways. Yeah. Places, yeah. 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 That's where I'd, um, yeah. That's if it floats your boat, you'd do it. Yeah. Yeah, you that's it. Go after what you want. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah, exactly. What feels good. Exactly. Yeah. When it's not working, give us one of us a call. And we'll sort you out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Awesome. So you... So you're turning it around with Byron. Yeah. You're getting rid of this belly fat. Yeah. You're starting to wake up feeling good. Yeah. How long were you training with him? Just be, yeah, go, I'll just remember, yep, go. How long was I training with yeah. you? I'm not sure, like, a, a good year, but um, then I worked at his gym after that, so mm. he was always helping me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And he's still going strong, too, it's good. Yeah, is he in Melbourne? He's in Melbourne, in Northcote. It's yeah, called right. Immortal Fitness. Immortal Fitness. Immortal yeah, Fitness. Sweet. It's yeah, pretty cool. Immortal. Good name. Yeah. Good gym, too. Is it CrossFit you like? No, I don't think so. But I mean, I haven't kept up with the hybrid, times. Hybrid. Yeah, they're just functional. Commercial. They, they probably commercial. just do... I mean, especially when I was there, they just do whatever the person, the client needs. Per, yeah. Best way to coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... In the background I've picked up, you've got this self-awareness happening. Are you aware of your self-awareness? Have you been taught about self-awareness um, or is this thing that's come with you as you've experienced life and grown and and stuff mm. along those lines it's an interesting question because you when you, did I have more awareness about myself yeah I can't properly answer about the past but I definitely know that now I have the most awareness about myself that I've ever had and that's been a thing that's I guess I've had to train for sure because it's pretty easy to lie to yourself and like as in you can just not admit things to yourself like that you didn't you didn't know something for a a certain reason am I making sense you are yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that I'm willing to admit my own faults and mistakes especially to myself but to anyone really if anyone wants to talk about it and just know that I'm not perfect and that's fine. Mm. And having awareness around that is actually pretty powerful because no one's perfect. No. It doesn't yeah. matter. No. We're all here just doing our thing. 
I think owning up to your mistakes and being aware of them is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. When you can own it. I think that's where you get the strength from to forge forward. It's true. Definitely, yeah. Stop blaming everyone else being the victim. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. Taking control of your story rather than letting other people... Yeah. Put their little twist on it because that's what's happening in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So you're... Uh, how, how old are you? I'm 42. He's 42, yep. Yeah. Um, when you opened the gym, if, if that's... If, how old, what, when was that? What age? Because you found your one love. Well, when you're I two one love. So you found your one love at yeah. 16, 17 with your guitar. Mm. Then you found your other love. Well, I was on... Well, he's got a, I was 32. Because we haven't even talked about Renee yet. <laughs> the ultimate um, love. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, I was 32 when I opened the gym. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's there. I got you, Renee. Yeah, you're in. She's just outside <laughs> listening. Because <laughs> my gym's um, in Melbourne, which I'm still a part of. Yep. It's um, 10 years old in ten. a few weeks. Yep, so 32. Yeah, nice. Nice. 10 years. Double figures. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that it's is awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Especially a CrossFit gym. Like, uh, How do you mean? Last in, at the start, like, like, like you said, anyone could do a, well... Obviously, you've done a bit more extensive training and stuff like that, but anyone, if you want a CrossFit certification, I don't know if it's changed, you do a two-day course over the weekend, and then you are fully qualified to go open a gym mm. and run it. That's true. but it's So, a lot, of them, yeah. a lot of them didn't last. That's, that's definitely true. So, yeah. I just say, well done, you did a great job in Thank you. having a CrossFit gym mm. that's lasted 10 years. Yeah. Just, it's like what we said before, though, like just thinking you can spend even 10 years getting a cert- certification doesn't mean you know anything no you know like <laughs> no. you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah yeah so like you know you that two, know a little bit the two more day than thing else. it's just yeah. best if you think yep this is just an introduction and that's what CrossFit want as well they want you this is an introduction and then you build on that yeah and it's up to you to do that though right well that's it and unfortunately yeah. not everyone does no yeah. but that's like in any industry definitely any industry back to self-awareness yeah but yeah. if you want a good successful um, business and look after people in the right way you're going to do the right stuff aren't you you're going to sure go and mm. do extra courses that you need to do yeah it's, you know how to lift something pretty heavy or just move in generally exactly and um, and learn how to coach and, and remember you're not a CrossFit it. Games athlete <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a CrossFit. I'm sensing a bit of CrossFit. Uh, I think it's around the. No, no, I think it's the CrossFit Games that ruins the purity of CrossFit. Yeah, maybe. Because the purity of CrossFit, if you look at it, you go in there and it's a heavy lift, and you got ten tries to work your way up to get a heavy lift, and that's it. Mm. Then the next day, it's go for a run. Yeah, the original programming is of. And it still is the programming. CrossFit.com. Yep. Mm. Now you look. And you go into gyms and it's how, as if you're going to be a CrossFit Games athlete. You've got yeah. your warm-up and you've got your... Section A, Section, section B, B, Section C. C. Um, well, do and, do then, and then Metcon. And then a Metcon and you're busting your um, balls for... It's a bit different at charge, isn't it? It's definitely different. But um, 
I'm generalizing. Here. Of course. Yeah, there are a lot every, of like. Yeah, it means every gym. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I think. It, like the games change things. And um, maybe not always in a really positive way, but it just depends on the person. Like, it also got people, more people understanding what CrossFit, like, that there was this thing called CrossFit. It was like, it was advertisement. And then that maybe gave us a chance for people to watch that Netflix documentary, the CrossFit one, and then come into our gym um, and we can help them. But on the other hand, it sort of made people concentrate more on the competitive mm. side of CrossFit rather than just the change your life side of CrossFit. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people that go straight into competitive, like, you know, 200%, and they just get burnt out two years down the track and they're not even doing it anymore. Yeah. But that could also be their personality too. Like, they want to go into something that hard and they're cool to just move on to the next thing they go hard mm. but um like what Tristan was saying like our charge we don't so what CrossFit puts up on CrossFit.com they'll just write yeah 10 by 1 deadlift on Monday mm. Tuesday it could be Helen which is a Metcon or whatever we do similar things to that but what CrossFit don't let you in on is the extra things that they're doing in that hour mm. They're doing a lot more, but it's they're not doing like the A, B, C, D, E, mm. five different Metcons, which is just the conditioning parts, the heavy breathing parts. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they definitely would be warming things up properly. They'd have some skill before it. They'd be building people. Mm. They don't just spend like 20 minutes on it. And that's what's sometimes confusing for people that haven't really been part of it. They don't see it. But then what also what happens is that there is no rules for what I do as owning a CrossFit. I could do whatever I want mm. and um, could do what you think as just that 20 minutes or, and that could work out. But like what we do is try and fill up an hour just full of really valuable stuff mm. and just like have a really varied mm. but like really thought out and functional and just think of the whole body. Think of the whole body and also one major thing that I think we do a little differently to most gyms and I haven't been to all of them either mm, mm. but we so CrossFit's got a since the games people have cared a lot more about Olympic lifting and mm. lifting barbells because mm. that's sort of the the sexy stuff in the games and kipping kipping and then barbell mm. stuff yeah and um what I realised a whole a bunch of years ago was I knew nothing about gymnastics mm. and just lifting body weight stuff I could kip it but like that's nothing to do with gymnastics in my my point of view. It's like very low level mm. knowledge about anything to do with bodyweight training. Getting up on a bar and it. Yeah. For them. Getting up on a bar <laughs> and swinging on it. That's yeah. it's okay to do that. But if that's the only way you know it, I think you know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, from my point of view. So I learned I found a coach which changed everything. His name's Jules Bergenmeister. And um Tristan trained with him too. And um he taught me all the things I didn't know about this stuff. Like, so at charge, we train gymnastics as much as, almost as much as we train any weightlifting. Mm. Like, and we, we don't have any bias between things. We also don't do gymnastics and weightlifting on certain days. We do a longer day. We just, we try and train everything and have like some real sense behind it. Love it. And just put people's bodies together as well as we can. Yeah. yeah. And not just compete, but then they can compete better that's just that's the yeah 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 uh my gym was very similar to that i reckon yours yeah cool would have been as well 
Yeah, well, I don't know. my gym just evolved over the eight yeah. years. But yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm curious to know, like, what your thoughts are around gymnastics and, you know, what what you think it is yeah, or what you thought it was early on and then what you think it is now and yeah, that's interesting. what that looks like. Well, then, the word itself, okay, gymnastics is just, to me, it's just a term to say you're going to mostly train body weight. You know, like... If you're talking about gymnastics at the Olympics, that's a different beast to me. And but I so I often use with like I train people up here in Noosa and that we're doing gymnastics. But it's we're not going to the Olympics. It's not about that. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I call um my classes up here gymnastics plus just for that exact reason that it's you won't be disappointed because I put a lot of other things that you would never see in that in the class. But um. So that sort of explains what I think of it is now, but firstly, I'll, I'll go now to what I used to think it was. And gymnastics was just doing pull-ups and push-ups and dips, muscle-ups. But like what you cared about in CrossFit was if you wanted to get better and more competitive, mm. you had to know how to do the keeping versions. And often you would have the keeping versions before you had the strict version, mm. just because it just worked out that way. Like, yeah, you do keeping ring muscle-ups and you can do 10, 15 reps, mm. but you couldn't even do one strict. So, you're like, you're muscling your way through it. You're, like, you get into level three, but you haven't even earned level one. Mm. And, mm. um... So, kipping is, is what? Just for anyone that doesn't know. Kipping is, is when you use, like... Like, a strict movement is when you mainly use, let's say, your shoulders, core, and arms to do a gymnastics, an upper body gymnastics exercise. Yeah. Kipping is when you... In CrossFit in particular, is when you use another body part to assist you through like the part that you find hardest mm. so like people use their hips to help their shoulders in it in yeah. the ring muscle up and it's a bit more dynamic so it's a bit of a swing yeah. or a flick explosive but, or a but, jolt yeah it's explosive so where it is really beautiful and makes a lot of sense is when it's in when you're exploring how fast you can go and like when you're making this into like a, a race mm. like a conditioning and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but I think it's sort of just becomes a little bit wrong when you don't have the base strength to back it up yeah. yeah and then your mind just wants to take you further and further and but your body's not ready for that and then yeah. i just seen bad things and yeah, i'm saying yeah <laughs> so then gymnastics for me is actually just trying to do as many different things as i can with my body and look i train with weights as well but like i really enjoy like getting on the rings mm. or Mm. doing some harder version of a push-up working towards planches handstands just like exploring how many different things i can do and um gymnastics has really helped me with that mm. just body weight training is probably a better word for it but yeah that's also a crap word i don't know yeah it's not a big bang <laughs> word it's not gonna get people off the couch is it no. we're gonna go do some body weight training yeah it's like <laughs> Jazz, yeah. it is good for you <laughs> yeah, exactly but yeah. yeah and it's hard the thing with bodyweight training Maybe it's because it's hard. That's true. The thing with bodyweight training is, though, if you've been spending too much time on the couch eating so much crap, bodyweight training is actually harder than if you've been active, eating healthy, and feeling good. Definitely. Because you might be carrying 20 or 30 kilos that you yeah. don't need. So doing that one push-up is way harder mm. when you're overweight compared to when you're fit. Yeah, to listen. Yeah, Completely yeah. it is. Yeah, seven kilos. And maybe lifting the barbell is easier. Yeah, yeah you've got that extra weight on your body, right? Yeah, totally. So yeah, you've got that seesaw. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting, mm. yeah. 
different people are, and different people different bodies are gonna suit different things yeah and that probably just brings me to something else that I always I really believe in is that you should do the thing that you're not good at you know like if you're really good at weightlifting I think you should also get really good at gymnastics and vice versa to a degree you know like yeah it's it's almost like of like if you had a full circle and you don't want those little bits in one way and out the other mm. it's all like as equal as it could be yeah um in all the domains of fitness fitness then you you're pretty sweet aren't you yeah i agree but then also like on this same topic is that it really depends on what you want what do you want to get out of your body I just want to look ripped and have a six pack on the beach. Yeah, and if that's seriously what you want, <laughs> go for it. Like, it's there's not. nothing wrong with it. You know, not you. How do yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So how does not he bit. do that? Not that we're talking about him, but how does he do that? <laughs> for a friend, asking yeah, for I'm a friend. just yeah, yeah. asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell me later. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, email it to me. Dropbox it. Like for me, my goal right now is to try and get be the best surfer I can ever be so I train in order to achieve that love it and um so it's not to be the best crossfitter because now I live in a beautiful place where I can be in the ocean every single day I want to I want to use my fitness and health for to be better at that yeah so you tweak it up a little bit and it depends on what you want to be what you want to get out of it yeah I love it mm. What does the best surfer you can possibly be look like? Is it a Mick Fanning? Or is it no, Ash? Or is it a long... No, I don't know any longboarders. Ash. It's just Ash. Like, I don't... I'm not looking in, looking up to anyone particularly. Yeah. Like, I actually like longboarding better right now. But I'm also... That's where I'm starting. But I just... I don't need to be anyone else anymore. Yeah. Maybe in the past I would think like that. Yeah. I'm just like I just want to get better at it for me like it's my new challenge Yeah. and like one thing I've really enjoyed about getting older you know like continuing to live is that I've just been able to learn another thing another thing mm-hmm. and like maybe the next level of that thing and I just that's what I really enjoy not everyone's the same but like I look back on things I'm like wow yeah I learned the didgeridoo here mm-hmm. I've learned this on guitar it's just I, I really value that mm. And you know, surfing's the new thing. Mm. And I've always wanted to surf, but I just never lived near the surf. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's no surf in Melbourne. Not much. Well, you got to chase it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a 90-minute drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, it's a bit trickier. Yeah. Move to the surf. Yeah, it's a good place to be, Noosa. How long to, is it to get to the beach from where you live? Uh, pretty much five minutes. Five minutes drive, yeah. Drive from here to the water, yeah. Out to your surf spot, yeah. Yeah, pretty much at the park national. Yeah. If there's traffic, maybe it's pretty much there more often than the waves. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. Waves aren't there, is there? (laughs) Nah, you look up to see if there's waves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. So yeah, so what is your What was your part in the gym? What's your part in the gym? From did did you start it yourself? Was it, and then did you bring some people on or? So um, how how did the gym? To ten years progress? ago, yeah. Essentially, um, I opened the gym with a business partner, 
Yep. And then that failed. And then um, my wife, Renee... What do you mean it failed? Oh, what do you mean it failed? What do you mean it failed? Like, opened the gym, it failed. Was it the relationship no, the business between... Partner. The business partner. The business failed. partnership failed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the business partnership failed. So why did that fail? Um, it failed mainly because of miscommunication, I think. And also just like jumping into this business without really enough plans around things. And then there was just a big trust, a loss of trust in that. Mm. I just couldn't go on how it was. But it taught me not to do that, to just jump into things in that way. Like, especially, you know, like a business is like a marriage. And I mean, people can do what they like, but I think it's probably better to know exactly what you're jumping into. If you're going to like make, like a marriage should be forever, if you can, if you can make that happen, that's my goal. It's better to know the person before you say you're going to be together forever. Mm. Yeah. Because that sort of thing. Yeah, so 10 years ago, it started like that. Then um, me and Renee ran the gym from then. And then... um. We had this amazing employee called Ed. He was our full-time coach. And then he offered to buy into the business. And then that's what happened in the last couple of years. That's sweet. Yeah. And he's um, he's more of the face of the business now where I was before. Yeah. And I um, do the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... And surfing every day. Love it. Surfing most days. <laughs> it's pretty much living the dream. It is, man. It really is. It's living my dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's the guy. He's gone from a hard rocker to living the dream as a surfer up in Noosa. That's exactly it. it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, when you were, do you have any mentors that you follow or who inspired for your training? The more you started studying and, and looking mm. into it, who, who was that person for you to start? So for me, Paul Czech, I think he's... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, I've done a lot of his stuff, his courses, so I think he's... Uh, yeah, I think he's legit too. Yeah, yeah. talk yeah. some good good sense. Yeah. Deep, if you're ready to go for it. Mm. And, um, love it. No, I love that stuff. What, what, who, was, who would you say had a, a good influence on you? What you're learning. Well, there's the trade. Because you've come into it pretty fresh, right? Like, just going, one day I'm not healthy. Hmm. Starting to get healthy and become a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, Didn't really follow any health growing up. No, I just played all the sports. Yep. And just ran around all the time. Yep. And, um, yeah, no, I didn't go to the gym ever. Yep. Or anything like that. Yep. So who grabs your attention? Well, um... I've got one main mentor for like the last pretty much six years, I think. Yep. Um, but just, I guess, to complete the story is that I've done a shitload of different seminars and learned from a lot of different people. Mm. A lot of really great people, great coaches. Um, like I've been to movement camp with Ido Portel yep. twice and everything I did built me with who I am. But I think the greatest change I ever made was actually I properly got my own coach mm-hmm. his name's Jules Bergermeister he lives in Melbourne and um, just his the way he approaches training just changed like everything it was a game changer for me mm. he's like 
to me, he's like a Paul Czech, but he's a person that, like nothing against Paul Czech, but he doesn't want to be, unless he wants to change his mind, he doesn't want to be famous like that. He doesn't even have like a presence on that. If he, He's probably got a website that he hasn't changed for eight years. Oh, no, they've done a full revamp. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jules. Oh, Jules. Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking about like this oh, guy, yeah. I, I feel like he's, on the same level as Paul Check, yeah, but yep. no one knows who he is, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't care, yeah. And I'm not saying. I guess what my point was about bringing up Paul Check is that I don't know if he cares, but I'm saying like that Jules doesn't even post on social media half the time. Like there's nothing, unless you're there with him, there's nothing to know about him. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone's trained, been trained by him, and I'm, he's yeah. made the biggest change because, really, like he's massively a mentor I can ask any question and he's helped me on every avenue of fitness that I've ever needed to know more about yeah and what I find really valuable valuable about it is that when you got someone that you've been around for a really long time they really know sort of what angle they should teach you at yeah and like how to approach things yeah and what you've learned in the past and then, like, so if the same person can teach you Olympic lifting as the same person that can teach you to do, like, a must, like a forward roll and rings, mm. that's pretty handy to have that same person instead of having, like, that specialist doing this, this specialist mm. doing that. And that, it taught me to learn more about, like, the broader range mm. of fitness and health. And, and, like, you can do so much as long as the person you're training lets you in. Yeah. In particular, too, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I learned from him. And he's better being able to help me in all those avenues and that's super valuable and yeah it's one of my best mates too so it's really handy cool jules get your stuff out there more mate help more people <laughs> let's see if he does huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be good yeah i i like um i might be a bit biased with that but i know <clears throat> that's why paul gets his stuff out there is because he wants to help as many people as possible mm. um and he puts a lot of free stuff out there um because he wants to impact the world like that so Jules if he's telling the truth man step up do it Jules we need it man the world is in a fucked up position right now we need more of people like yourself and us stepping up he's writing a book though is he? yeah there he keeps go. on deflecting I say let me read it yeah let me read some of Jules Jules you've been called out mate he never lets me read it yeah I want to read listen, it listen you gotta listen to your own advice sometimes <laughs> step up <laughs> it's gonna be a funny conversation after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'd like to know more about. Yeah, Jules I think you'd be interested. Bergenmeister. It's on the same. Yeah, Bergenmeister. Bergenmeister. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah, sweet. Same sort of frequency. Yeah, love it. And all that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, the more people that know about this stuff. Holistically, it's the real looking at everything mm. as, you know, when you eat food, whether, where that soil come from, like what's mm. been put in that soil, so how, how much nutrients is in that food. Mm. And then food's got a, I'm going to go a bit of a, uh, then food picks up the, the messages from mother nature and stuff that you need to code into your DNA. But if there's none of that that's in the food, then we're missing out, which we're not connected. Mm. Empty food. So right? every, yep. To, and, and then we're more disconnected and on technology. Mm. Which technology is good because you can hear us speak about this, but then and then you bring into injuries, training. Oh shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's, it's all, all so connected. Yeah, it is. And 
until a lot more people start looking at training like that and, and stop doing the your bodybuilding stuff and eating um, crap crap calories and all that um, the more we're going to stay sick mm. and it doesn't look like changing like especially with um, with the pandemic the biggest thing was like they should have been promoting is get healthy get healthy could have been helpful like spend money on telling people how to get healthy but no one I didn't see one ad about <clears throat> I remember seeing an ad actually like in in the UK mm. um, that getting healthy is too hard That's like it's too hard, hard it's too hard to get healthy it's too hard to just go you know get something else and I'm like I was like what it must have and been this advertising was... a pill was it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and but it was that was coming from the prime minister. Interesting, Mr. Boris Johnson. Well, he's not healthy. No, nah. <laughs> and and but like I didn't see any ads in Australia, and I know it wasn't happening in America. Yeah, I never saw those ads. So yeah, you know, like yeah. So we just need to step up. That's all I'm trying to say, guys. <laughs> yeah. I can go on a wild tangent sometimes. I get pretty passionate about it. It's fine. Yeah. Tell us about you and Renee. You guys have been together for a long time. You had a beautiful relationship. What What have you guys learned together? What does she mean to you? Well, she helped me get on this path, really, because she supported me in every way. I think, actually, now that you mention it, one of the things that actually really inspired me to get fitter was because she started to get fitter. Mm. I think she made that step first, and I'm like, I can't be left behind. <laughs> oh, so there it comes out now. It was more like I was just so busy, like it just woke me up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Just working, working, working. Left behind in what way? Oh, like, um, well, maybe specifically, like, I'm not going to be an unhealthy partner to her, and she's caring about her health. And I'm just caring about making money, I guess, and working as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I also, it woke me up in the way that that's what I used to love doing. I only fell out of it just because jobs just sort of led that way. My job was sitting down mm-hmm. in a computer, essentially, you know? Yeah. And I didn't choose it. It just happened to happen. Sweet. Yeah. And then what was, what was the moment where you went, I want to help people. And, and yeah. unless you're a personal trainer and been doing it for a while, is that you can change someone. Mm. Like 180, they're completely different mm. and owe their life to you. No one looks at that and sees that. So to, to sit here and go, I'm going to help someone's a pretty big, you know, and then to open a gym is a pretty big passion to to jump on. And I think when you get into personal training, you probably don't realize how deep... The gravity of it. Mm. How deep it goes mm. and how the relationships that you have with people. Mm. So I want you to uh, answer this uh, in two parts, maybe. One, as you as a young Ash, and then one now. What, yeah, like, why, cool. why you wanted to help people then? And then now, why do you do what you do? Well... As a young Ash, um, 
what really struck me was how much I didn't know about caring for myself mm-hmm. and then how much better I felt after I learnt that and did the hard work and made those changes. So I wanted to pass that on to people that didn't know, mm. essentially. That's what inspired me. Mm. And then I started training people in PT-wise and then I sort of realised that I just needed to help them more often and CrossFit came along and I just really loved that and the functional aspect and it taught me a lot. Then I opened the gym. But like now, what I love doing is actually really like... I mean, the amount of stuff I know now is so much higher level and just I've just had so much more experience. It's like 14 years of like being passionate about this. Mm. Not just 14 years of just coasting along and like, oh, this Teaching is my job. Teaching the same stuff. This is my job, yeah. And, mm, mm, only that one mm. exercise exists. I've learned so many things and I'm mm. super passionate. I have been all the time. So I can bring that to helping people now. So like, I can just see things quicker. I can... I've, train so many different types of people that I've got a, like a repertoire on how to I'm just going to pause you there I'm going to pause you there and I want, I want a deeper answer you. I, I, okay. I feel you're just fucking I could give anyone could give that <laughs> answer I, I yeah. what inside you yeah like you can shut your eyes take some some breaths and, and yeah. I want that deep what what makes you tick to help people what is it um what makes me tick to help people is that what makes your soul sort of, tick when I see people putting everything before their health it sort of kills me a little bit inside when I know that they can just make a little bit of change even just a little bit of change and change everything and I feel like it'll change their whole world mm. and I just love trying to help them with that like I don't even need recognition or anything it's just I just want to share like what I know is really valuable mm. so I want to pass it on because I think that that's a really big part of how the world should be and maybe is mm. you should be passing on valuable information to each other yeah and um that's what drives me that's what makes me want to do this mm. is that a good enough answer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah I think but like leading I from the where it comes from. Yeah. Like, does it come from? Somewhere? Yeah. What part of your body? Like, if you, you okay, shut your eyes. And what part of your body does this come from? If you want to use chakra areas or just breathe into it. What part of my body does this come from? That's interesting. I can feel that. I think um, I'd probably answer it in two different parts. One would be like deep inside the gut and the other one would be up in the head. Yeah. What was your answer? Do you have an answer? Where do you feel it on him? Mine's the heart, the heart chakra. Yeah, yeah. Led by love, the love of helping people, the love of... Yeah, that's what I feel. It's cool. I like it. And then... No, I'm just keen to know more about... Yeah. yeah. I think it makes sense that you'll feel it in your gut because it's mm. it's moved you. It's so deep in your core. Mm. You want to help. You've spent time being unhealthy. You've learnt all this stuff and you want to pass it on. 
it's a big part of you and mm. then you've learned so much so there's so much just sitting here that you've got to share you probably need to shut those two off or get these three mm. what you need to do is get these three working because they're your three brains I don't know if you know that that makes sense yeah, yeah your head your heart and your gut mm. and you need all three working together yeah it's got stuff on yeah. you need all three working together to then to uh give the best possible it makes complete sense well, but we tend to we'll feel that gut feeling your intuition you'll feel it and you're like what and then your head's like fuck no then you start listening to your head and you're like no but if i and then you're like your heart's like oh but if you can get all three on the same same junction working it's just pure love mm. i like it just sounds good <laughs> bursting out it was funny though like when you asked me the question I almost was going to say from the heart, but I thought, he's not accepting these answers. It's too <laughs> fucking cliched. So, uh, so I'll, yeah, so I'm going to stop it there. So I did, I got it right. See, see that? I did get it right. It's from the heart. Guys. But, and, and that is exactly what I'm talking about, is yeah. that he felt it in his heart, but he's, and his gut probably told him to say his heart, but then he got in his head, and his head is very strong and pat- not your head, but your everyone's yeah, head in general yeah. takes over, and he's like, oh, I won't say that because... And then you made up a story and then you went and said the other things. It's interesting. That's good. I like it. Mic drop. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, just to go back to the other topic because I just wanted to talk about it. Like with um, meeting my wife. Mm. Like she helped this all happen. Um, it's been like one of the most important things in my entire life. Like to meet her and our journey together has been beautiful and it's brought me to here and I wouldn't change anything. I've known her for a, a long time and we both changed each other's lives and just supported each other. Beautiful. Which was um, yeah, really that. important mm. in a relationship, mm. isn't it? And just having trust. Got no no problems. Mm. Mm. And like, um, just, yeah, everything's pretty easy with us too in a really nice way as in we support each other and we don't have huge arguments and let's just, let's make this happen. Yeah. It can't have always been that way. Like, what do you mean? Well. When you're working your office job? Like, can it always have been that way? Do you just find a woman in your life who you just, it's always easy? Well, I found that it wasn't always the way. Because I really, I'm happy with mine. I don't want a different one. Yeah. But it hasn't been that easy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you look... Yeah, you have your time. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you look back on things with rose-coloured glasses, but it's also... This relationship that I've had with Renee, which is like the, the longest relationship I've had, it's been completely different to the others. Mm. So it has been... It felt very easy. Mm. Nothing was forced. Look, I probably... We, everyone's had arguments and things like that, but it's more like, it's just, we just piece together really easily. And that's what I liked about it. But like, I've had friends, I'm not saying this is you, but like, I remember them telling me, they used to love, they used to have fights, but then they'd make up after it. And that's sort of like, yeah. did the thing for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that's a relationship, that's not me. You no. know, like, but I've heard people say that, this is not that. And that's Yeah, what, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a massive row. Yeah. Ah, but I fucking love them. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Still, I know, don't need you know. that. I don't want that. No. But, yeah. Yeah. 
I want the two people to be on the same. Go straight. Makes it easier. Frequency. It does. Makes it easier. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What does your wife do for? Am I allowed? Yeah, we allowed to ask. For life. Yeah, Yeah, for life. Yeah. What she do for life? Look, Renee. So she ran the gym with me. Yep. So she's a really good trainer, and um, she trains a few people still in Melbourne on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. But um, at the moment she's not. She's just focusing on learning more things. So yes, yeah. we set up our life in a way that she could spend a bit more time and just see what else she wanted to do, what else she wanted to learn to bring to that. Yeah. Just um, set up our house, set up our life up here, and I feel like she was like really under the pump. So I wanted to give her a chance to not be so much under the pump. So she could follow her one love, her dream. Exactly. Yeah, and that's where we're at at the moment. What a man. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> She'd do it for me. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what life's about though, isn't it? Mm. Finding your love, your passion, and... and honoring making that. that your life, yeah. Honouring it. Well, yeah. I love that, honouring mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my mate Ash. That's that's Ash, <laughs> the rock star with the rock star gym. <laughs> Tell us about the best wave that you ever caught. Oh, the best wave. I've How ever long caught. have you been surfing? I've been surfing just over a year, so not that long. What do you call this surfboard? The purple beast. Purple haze. Purple haze. Oh, yes. Jimmy Hendrix. Song. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> it's all purple. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um. Did you, when did you start surfing? It's the... I started surfing pretty much, look, just over a year ago in Melbourne. Yep. And, um, I mean, look, I had a few lessons sporadically over beforehand, but it was like, do one one hour lesson and never do it again. Mm, mm. It didn't teach me anything because I didn't keep doing it. But, um, once Urban Surf opened in Melbourne, Mm. you know, the wave pool, then I realised that I could have a wave. When did that open? It opened um, during the pandemic. Did it open during it? Yeah. Wow. I couldn't tell you exactly when, but I, I, I knew about it just over a year ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. A friend was going to actually, Renee's brother was going to Brennan. And, um, and I'm like, I can go to a wave and it's like half an hour, 20 minute drive. Perfect. So I just booked in a session every week, just one session a week. And you get to learn. It's exactly the same every time you're on it. Mm. So it's sort of helpful mm. to learn really. And, um, it is, isn't it? Mm. you know what board work where do I need to be to take off so yeah that's where I started but then since I moved up here I was able to surf a lot more so like you get a lot better and yeah then learn about the ocean and all the different things that I wasn't getting from that yeah but um it was really good but letting uh, mother nature teach you some uh I've learned a few lessons some new tricks got some scars on my legs to prove it um yeah. The best wave. The best wave. So the best wave. I'd probably call well, it. I was at Nationals. Yeah. And um so in Noosa. In Noosa. And um the sunny coast. So, Queensland, Australia, mate. I feel like it was okay. pretty this is the like, the start of me being up in Noosa. I'm still I was still making up shit. Just trying to make it work. And um it was a high tide day. So like the waves weren't really happening at Little Cove where I paddled out. So I went around the corner to Nationals and no one else was there because nothing was really happening then mm. either. 
But I just started paddling just to see because I was getting a bit bored of not catching waves at Little Cove. And then this one wave came. It was like the biggest one of the day that I saw. And I just turned around and said, I'm catching this wave. And I got on it. So I was in deep-ish at Nationals. And I caught it all the way down to like no water at Little Cove. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, from a, no way that, way. a day that was having <laughs> shit always. Get out of the way, I'm coming through. This one, <laughs> this one pulse came and what yeah. happened? So I don't know if you... Well, basically, like when Nationals and Little Cove... Mm. You can go to the hole. Yeah, so you've got like the, sort of like the point, the rocks at Little Cove. Yeah. Around there, often I haven't been able to catch it around there. Like oh, I yeah. just get tossed off. Yeah. But what happened was there was a guy in a stand-up paddleboard. He was watching me catch this wave thinking, how the fuck did this guy catch this wave? And um, and he was like right at the point where if I didn't, if I fluffed it, I would have smashed into him. Yeah. So he made me like do something. I don't even know what I did. And I stayed on it and made it through that section. And then it just opened up again. <laughs> it was freaking ridiculous. I basically nearly just left and just ran to my car. Yeah. Just to call Renee and tell yeah. her. <laughs> Shake it. Adrenaline. Just like, oh my God. But what I did do was paddle out exactly to where I was before as fast as I freaking could. <laughs> and I waited there for about 20 minutes and never came again. Yeah. Just that one way. 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is done. Yeah. Best way. But it was a good wave. Love it. That was a good day. So cool. You never know what you're going to get, eh? No. You don't. It was pretty That's funny. That's the best thing about it. When I start learning to surf. You I can bodyboard and all that. Yeah, I gotta no, stand something up. amazing gotta it, about having your yeah. feet on the water. Yeah, it's, it's a different form yeah. of connection. But obviously, body surfing is you and the water only. Yeah. That's a different thing. That's, uh, yeah. I'd like to learn how to get better at that. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Well, you can when you fall off the surfboard. That's when you bodyboard, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably only you're not yeah, just giving me board. shit. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And um, one thing that I thought might have come up today was yeah. um, your posture. Like that yeah. was just such a big thing that changed and a big driver for you. After yeah, being that's a good in point. a band playing on guitar all the time, and yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and screaming. It's been something that you've been working on for such a long time too. He's going to sing us a song at the end as well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, my posture like it really took a beating from school, and then going into like school. You know those is it like thirteen years of having to sit, and I just mm. was mm. like this. Like, I just couldn't sit up straight. Everyone's like, sit well, up so straight, boring. Sit up straight. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you are sort of falling asleep. Kind of falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. And then going into office work where I was basically living off coffee, just like looking at the screen, just such bored. <laughs> and then also having like these beautiful heavy guitars most of the time. Yeah. Just hunching me forward. And probably um, all my favourite guitarists, none of them had good posture because it looks cool to just hunch down there and just... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just not look. So that all that sort of turned into me being a bit of a ninja turtle. Careful water too. Yeah. Just like that. Kyphotic. And um, it just didn't feel good. And I, I was like that for a long time. That was actually a huge thing that changed, yeah, because through Jules, he helped me change my posture like, dramatically. It's been, it's taken years, but it took way longer to get there. And, um, yeah, like I, I spend time on my spine every single day. 
like the last five six years yeah and um that's changed a lot of things because even the how you feel about yourself it's all connected to that oh yeah do you think like one of those common ways that still floats around that mm. people fix their posture it's like oh i should just hold my head back a bit more and i should just mm. roll my shoulders that would fix mm. my posture but often like the knots we've tied are so deep mm. that even pulling the shoulders back only improves the position a few percent. Like, yeah, what's your opinion on that? And well, what's your experience? Like, for example, with what you mentioned, if you are kyphotic and forward, pushing your shoulders back will just make it look a bit better, but it has done nothing for your spine. Mm. And then maybe you could tell someone to extend their spine, but like how I was and how I see many people, their spine's concrete. Mm. like it's not moving they don't have control of that right now mm. like it is set that's right, right now they've, they've set it at their desk or whatever you know and um so yeah it's you got to do a lot more is it the desk work. so you got the desk we always had the desk so yeah. and then you got the emotions definitely yeah they go with that vice versa right and um but we do have a you know we're living in a world right now <laughs> <laughs> That was my spine. <laughs> oh, I wondered. <laughs> We're living in a Last week we had the baby yeah, going out like that, right. and this okay. week your spine is my spine. This is spine. And so it's definitely yeah, up here stuff. Yeah, so we're living in a world though. You can't deny that this thing, this thing, is always here, and we're just looking at it. Oh yeah. And um, that's it's shaping us. Like what literally shaping us. Yeah, literally shaping us. And what we do shapes us. So, you know, a lot of people are shaping their bodies into chairs instead of an upright human. Mm. Yeah. They become in chair people. And, um, yeah, you are and what not we even do. chairs, lounges. Lounges. Yeah, that's <laughs> lame, but... The worst type. What about that round deck chair? Yeah. You know, that's like... Yeah. It's kind of a blend between a hammock and a chair. Mm. That, that's also, the human body, right? Definitely. And then I think... That sort of takes me onto the tangent slightly of. So we're in this modern society. I wouldn't even call it Western right now. It's just everyone wants to be this modern human. Mm. And that's just doing everything as easy as possible. Everything as soft as possible, like a soft bed, soft couch. That means you're rich. That means you're looking after yourself. That's soft food. Soft food. Exactly. Exactly. Choice is steak. Something. Why not? Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. you know, if you were sitting in a soft couch, yeah. What do you think your body's gonna do? Yeah. You're just gonna just relax yeah. into it in this horrible position. It's just just all those sort of things add soft up. Soft shoes. Soft shoes? Definitely soft shoes. Oh yeah. Biggest, most bike shorts, softest with padding in them for your bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty soft world, right? And um mm. Yeah, but like you have to do, if, depending on where your posture is at, you got to do a bit of work if it's taken a bit of time to get it there. I'm a yeah. little bit worried about the future generations and the young generations right now about what are they going to look like? They've got like iPads in their own phones since, since they're two. Yeah, but like so my, I've got a, a four-year-old daughter and a, a seven-year-old son. And uh, they like I can see how addictive where mm. like how addictive they are, especially my uh, four year old daughter. Jeez. 
she's like, I have to limit her iPad. Like, mm. um, we don't really give it to her because she just loses it. As soon as you take it off her, she just cries, and it's just like, well, like that's how addictive. It's so yeah. addictive yeah. for everyone. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nuts, and uh, but where where I was taking it, and where you were saying is like, oh, I feel sorry for the generation. No, no, sorry, and like, where um, are they gonna? Yeah, where are what's they? What's their posture gonna be like yeah. in the future? Is what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I and I think like especially with my seven year old son because he's he is in the classroom now. He's like, Dad, we're always like sitting down, and it's just like in a chair and it's just like mm. shit I'm like I hate it and, mm. rah, rah, rah. and it's trying to teach those kids the stuff that we're talking about yeah so I, can be I, done. I kind of find it exciting in a way is where That's we awesome. can step up and you know get access to these young kids and teach them about spinal health yeah teach them about emotional health it's an exciting time for I know the teachers aren't going to do it. Well, they don't know about it themselves. Yeah. It's not in the curriculum. And a, and a PE teacher, unless they've done some extra study, when I went to school, felt like they didn't really, again, know. Yeah. They're also but this is me generalised. Like, this is just yeah. my experience. We're not from school, school now, but like, yeah. they're teaching sports. That's their job, yeah. is to teach people the rules. Yeah, sports, yeah. And sports, it's not about that. But it's just, I don't know. Look, my spine ended up that way and I was very, very active as a kid. I'm just sort of picturing, imagine not being very active as a kid, which is a bit more of the norm, maybe yeah. not right oh, now. Totally. You know, like, and, and then also, I didn't have this thing to look at like this. Well, you know, if we were looking at anything, it was a TV and it wasn't, wasn't down there. You know. You did play a bit of this. I know, I mentioned But the there's a lot really. of guys that play, yeah. and girls, that play a lot of guitar, right? Yeah. But that doesn't have to be done really badly. It was just sort of who you was are. Was it just back then? Because they were always so chunky. Like, do kids just play electric guitars these days and they can be up like this? Or no, can you play choice. an acoustic guitar like this as well? No, it's a total choice on how you just want to sit. Okay. Because yeah. I just thought if you played guitar, you had to be like that. You don't have to be, but it depends on the size of the guitar and how you want to sit. How like, big yeah. your hands are. I mean, some people have them up higher and then they're up. More upright, just yeah, like right. a beetle sort of look. Yeah, yeah. So how cool you want to look, isn't it? Pretty much. When it comes down to it, <laughs> how many rock stars do you see standing up nice and straight? Nah, yeah. you don't. No, maybe. No, no, you don't. Who? Yeah, maybe there's not. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I guess you know, like I hope you didn't take offence. Like you're a parent. I wasn't actually saying parents or anyone's doing a bad job. Like this shit is really addictive, but I do think that. There's got to be some point where, like, a little bit of knowledge is passed on and people change this to a degree. They're yeah. not going to get rid of phones. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you just got to have a little bit of balance. Yeah, and I think, like, I teach my kids, like, when they're on the awareness of it. Mm. Um, um, I teach them to talk to plants. <laughs> awesome. Listen to Mother Nature. Like, so I'm saying, like, you know, how many parents are doing that? Probably not many. So, it is like it's going to be a problem, yeah. and it already is going to be a problem because I don't know. Have, have any of you guys done much work in schools? No. So I went to a school back in England, and it was uh, about maybe four years, four years ago now. Yeah. And we got it was a little village, so we got the little ones all the way up to year six, so thirteen, so from 
they go to school young in England as well. So they're oh. from four year olds to six, uh, 12, 11 year olds. Mm. And it got to probably grade three. So these are nine, eight year olds. And then that's where I noticed these kids are really struggling to move. Like to squat down, to Isn't get down on the ground yeah, and get up and jump. And, and like it was, we were just there, just teaching that, like just doing that kind of stuff, just, you know, moving. Mm. It wasn't like anything. And you saw it. Like it was mm. planning day, the little ones move the best. Yeah. Like, you know, little duck walk things, you know, just what, like just simple bear crawl stuff on the ground, like just moving mm. around like that. And you just back eight, nine, and then up. Uh, that's where you notice it. It was, it was just like all my days. Yeah. So it's happened. Mm. It's happened. Mm. Just the I'd see it in my the gym, gym with the, the kids that would yeah. come in and they'd try to copy their parents. And then, you know, they'd sit around after class and be like, oh, mum, can you touch your toes? I can't touch mine. And they'd bend over and the kid's like eight years old and they can barely reach past their knees. Yeah. yeah. That's like, wow, it's happened early. Yeah. You become bound up. Move it or lose it, right? Yeah. It's totally true. And if you've never had it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you never got your chance. To I think every it. baby holds their toes. No, nah, but they? you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, you think so. And the, think so, yeah. the more the meta, the, like the meta world. Is it meta? Metaverse. 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 Again, more screens and stuff coming. Yeah. I think one of the tricky things is that, like, we as um, humans, we don't really know the effect of this ourselves until we have our own self-awareness kick in. Mm. So, like, a lot of us haven't had enough time with phones and computers and laptops and iPads to really know the damage that it's doing on us. I think we do. Unless we really tune in and pay attention to the way that it absorbs us and sucks us and makes it addictive. But we haven't seen... The sickness, we don't see studies of what they're doing to us mm. and the effect of that. Maybe not. And I think that sometimes that's what it takes to make people aware. Like sometimes it's not enough just to feel a little bit tired or to notice that I'm spending all my spare time on a phone or, mm. you know, to notice that I'm a little bit dizzy and my eyes are hazy and oh well, that, that can't be the phone. It can't mm. be that I've been scrolling on it for three mm. hours mm. after I've been staring at one at work for nine mm. hours. Mm. Or... What's the emotion that's going with this while I'm scrolling? What triggered me to get on Facebook and start? Was it like... Oh, that's way far beyond. That's yeah, like I know. 20 years down there. Yeah, the yeah. Like, but that's, you know, that's, uh, that's where people need to wake up, isn't it? Yeah, that's... Yeah, what am I doing here? What got me here? It's, mm. a, it's a good tool, if you're mm. listening to this, to figure out, like, if you, you feel like you are in a self-development type thing is, well... What emotions make you pick up the phone? Like when you pick it up and you find yourself scrolling, put the phone down. Put the phone down and grab a notepad. I was just about to say, write a note on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) But, and go, okay, well, why am I, what am I feeling right now? What's, What's that feeling? Why am I just scrolling? And I reckon if you did that for three, four, three days, four days, you're gonna find a pattern Mm. It's like with food, isn't it? Mm. Alcohol, anything, that, anything, anything that gets you makes sense. Mm. Yeah, so the, it's, um, I th- 
we were the first generation, aren't we? We're the first group, like, growing up with Facebook, have, having no internet. MSN, from, yeah. Yeah, MSN. No internet. So no like, internet. Dialogue. House phones. Yeah. Well, we had all that. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the zzz? I had the dial-up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh dial-up that. internet, but what was that called? That was the phone. Just the phone. Just yeah, the, the original phone. phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine, Before it was touch yeah, yeah. three, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty fun. Yeah. They um, were fun, yeah. I think we'll find, I think the kids... Every were... now and then you'd fuck it up, have to push the button and start all again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Um, I think they'll figure out how to, to use it. Because... We've gone from nothing, the kids' mm-hmm. generation. We've gone from nothing to all this social media and all this kind of stuff, and we've had to figure it out. Now, psychologists and holy, like trainers are going to figure it out and be like, and then should do, depends how much they want to brainwash us, should get taught in schools how it's handled. Does that make sense? Like balance between... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Whereas when we are growing up, and it's adults, like we're used it as adults, so it's just become another oh, yeah. addiction. Do you think they're going to teach? I don't know. That in schools? I Hopefully. don't know. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Mm. They don't teach you how to be healthy at school. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to teach you how to, look, how to care after a phone. They'll, but they'll talk about sexting and nude photos, I think they do. Like that comes into it now. Yeah, that, that comes into it. Um, you'd yeah. hope they do. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think it's a big thing. It's definitely a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's everyone's oh, yeah. lives. It is, yeah. I catch myself on it. Yeah. yeah, we're still Again. working it out. Me too. Know? It's. Yeah. I've got a, a timer on the apps for me. Yeah. Yeah? Like 30 minutes a day, even work wise, I try and use it on work. Then I'm. It shuts down. Yeah. And that catches me. If not, there's nothing yeah, to get you know, yeah. another five minutes or yeah. something, don't you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, there's like in China, I know with their TikTok, I don't know if you guys have heard this, mm. but in China, their algorithm teach, shows their kids they're only allowed to use it, I think, um, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Kids are allowed to be on TikTok. Other than that, they shut off it, the government. That comes with its own other... 6 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Yep. Still a long time. That's a long it time. It is, it is. But within that time, mm. the, the videos that they're uploading is um, sports achievements, science achievements. Oh, that's interesting. All stuff that, you know, that's going to make you, instead of like pissing in a bottle... Right. Like, so they're and making you stupider where Australia, America, all the West, other Westerns, whatever, get all that stuff, whereas... Pissing China. in a bottle makes you stupider. Yeah, what's pissing in a bottle? I just made it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to me. Pissing in a bottle makes you... I normally watch them on Friday right, Yeah, nights. exactly. And we're just trained to do it. Whereas in China, is, if, is it a good thing or a bad thing? But they highlight more just academic-y achievements. Mm. Yeah, achievements. To brainwash just... them th- that way rather than beating up some guy or, um, you know, just... Now, there's times where I think you should see it, like laugh mm. and have fun and, and piss in a bottle and make your mate drink, best mate drink it. Like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but all the time, I don't know, just an observation and stuff I've heard how, like, you know, it, it can be used 
in a in a positive way. Mm, but it's not. And like Instagram and Facebook, all those algorithms are controlled. I don't even know how they're controlled and who controls them and who has influence and because there's studies out there, you know, you get brainwashed and you don't even know what's happening. Hmm. So, you know, if you're and I'll use a, if you've got an eating disorder and you're anorexic, you tend to like, you'll look for that stuff like on social media and then what happens, they keep showing you ideas of what's, whatever you're looking at. So it's yeah, like, it keeps so, feeding you it. That's yeah, yeah. So it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And it, so it just starts picking up on what like, and what the algorithm is. And then it just starts controlling you, isn't it? Mm. So you're like, and before you know it, you're, I don't know, doing whatever. I think the ultimate thing of all of this is just that we have enough self-awareness that we can yes. make a better decision or at least a conscious decision mm. to do what we want. Try to. Or at least have try a bit to. Of, have a bit of space. I think everyone's... We're in a world where it's celebrated to be really busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, how busy you... That's good. Yeah. You know, like, you're that busy and... Grind. Go grind. When you get that busy, you're used to being busy, so then you, like, scroll just to be more busy. Mm. If you... Even if a, you're not doing something that yeah, important, you, you feel like you should be busy. Yeah, you, you go do something else. And so you're always doing something. And that's how I was definitely and um, you're always doing something so then you have no chance to have awareness because you're always doing something mm. Mm. being busy mm. that's mm. true man yeah it, it's a sense of importance that we derive from busyness exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah you don't even know you haven't drunk any water that day you don't even know like oh you missed and that's lunch, okay you know and that's okay because I was flat out yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. grinding definitely yeah did you eat lunch today? No, I was flat out. Yeah. Back to back appointments. Yeah. Meetings all day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. That's you. what we've learned. Yeah. From culture, right? Yeah, that's culture. Mm. Embedded in us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all oh, shit. And it goes back to school. That's where it all starts, where it's all learning. They they mm. they make us how they want us is that you're at school all day. Then you come home with homework. What the fuck were you teaching me at school? Shouldn't I have learned, especially an eight-year-old? Because my son will bring homework. I'm like, mm. don't have to do it, mate. It's all right. Um, like, why, why do they need to come home? Like, they'll get more out of life by playing, going outside, finding bugs, bloody beating each other up. Finding where the limit is, pissing how far can I push? Yeah, pissing, pissing in a bottle. bottle. Video on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loading, loading it up on TikTok. Go fuck you, Dad. Hashtag. Yeah, pissing in a bottle. Yeah. Um, you've lost me now. Brain well, they're going to get way more value out of doing stuff that's yeah. fun and engaging, mm. and you know, then it doesn't oh. even feel like study. Yeah, so they're, they're coming home. So, and it brings to my point, mm. Lee, like, they mm. don't allow you to be chilling. Yeah. yeah. At a young they're age. Training us to be busy is yeah. where you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Instead of like, what's wrong with them, even? I, I, this thought of like, what's wrong with them doing their work when they're most productive? What, nine to 11? Nine to whatever? Like, you're not going to get my, I don't know, I start tuning out. Um, 
9 to 11. You can't go. You're the man of the but show. But just ask the man. I'll keep, I'll keep <laughs> ranting on. From 9 to 11, then what's wrong with um, going to just play for the rest of the day too? Because all school is is a daycare, it's a free daycare. daycare for the parents to go work their asses off to yeah. then give the more money back to... To, to to spend their money on stuff because consumer consumerism consumerism yeah um and get which is helping them deal with their emotions that they haven't been taught how to deal with well they got no time to yeah yes <laughs> Too so we've got this we got this system that gets everyone mm. sick that gets everyone busy and just buy stuff. And, but the kids are only at school from, what, 8 till 3 or 9 till 3. Yeah. So you've got to give them homework so that they're occupied while mum and dad yeah. are still working. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's just um, crazy. And then we get... Then we buy all the insurances in the world. Yeah. We, we work our guts out hanging out for Saturday and Sunday it's to then work again, to be pulling our hair out and hanging for the holiday and having every insurance impossible... Um, every insurance possible just in case something goes wrong. We even have insurance for our suitcase and our luggage and for our holiday. Yeah. And then you get like... What about just having just a good life? Yeah. Just enough. Just enough, yeah. And then having a pause. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I get caught up in it all. It's okay to challenge it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do have the self-awareness when it's happening and go... Oh, hang on. No, I've got to spend more time with my family. I've got to pay more attention. Here we go. Plexi. Hey, buddy. Hey, you want to be hey. part of the show? Yeah. <coughs> but it's, there's a lot of people out there that... He's... Jeffrey will be so jealous. I haven't been aware, but hopefully... Um, <laughs> listen to this, you will be. Or just knock something in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave a little seed, plant a seed. That's how it works. In the nature of helping people, what would you want to, like, what would you want people to learn from being with you? Mm, like, a lot of people are going to train with you. A lot of people are going to be um, part of your life and in and out of your life in different ways. But I guess the ones that are listening to this now, if there was something that you could give them, like, what would you want to give them? Um, maybe something that comes to mind is that make sure you keep some energy for yourself not just for like the world like your work other people your friends family like I'm obviously those things are important but a lot of people sort of drain themselves on everything else then they don't have enough to give mm. to those people that, that they do find important they've got to keep a bit for themselves mm. I think training is one way of doing that to a degree as long as you're not doing too much and then then you're empty there but you know mm. that's probably what I'd be thinking about now yeah mm. that's awesome love it and surfing right and should surf most yeah. days everyone should surf <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe they shouldn't surf yeah you want to get my well, wife surfing there's a few people out there already we don't need more sharks <laughs> She can't stand the sharks. Yeah? Yeah. British. Weird. With that. Yeah. A lot of them. There's no sharks in the ocean. No. 
Well, you just ride on the same wave, don't you? You gotta watch out, you might get a tan. Yeah. Don't wear sunscreen, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did say that. <laughs> there you go. Anything else you want to know from Ash? Um, I think that I think we've covered it. I think we've learned learned from Ash. He's come a long way, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> a little baby in Melbourne, living in Noosa, living the dream. I think like the biggest thing is that he he followed his intuition. He listened to his mm. his gut and his heart and. Just every step of the way, he's from what I've picked up is your self awareness grew, <clears throat> and then you had little, um, uh, what's the thing, little light bulb moments, epiphanies, yeah. and acted on them because they felt right, they felt good. And you know, you've sounds like you've had a successful gym for 10 years now, which is again, like I said, a CrossFit gym, <clears throat> um, or any gym. So you're going for 10 years, you've, you've got to be doing something right. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get to know you a lot more. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you for the pleasure, brother. You will. Thank you. I think one of the cool things, too, is um, just, you know, you take a look at someone's whole life and there's a lot that you go through. Um, you know, you open up a business and you have a partnership that doesn't work and you learn from that and mm. you have many different careers or you might have a few but you have one that's not quite working for you it's not working for your health and you learn from that and you know there's for sure there's countless other things that have happened to to define you and shape you and you know and here we are and and this is not the end of the story but it's a beautiful part of it and mm, yeah. yeah i'm sure we could dive deep on some other we'll have to have him back again eh? issues yeah now you've got to know him that's cool well, I'll do it there. Thanks, guys. So, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. That's it. That's us. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Piss in a bottle. Yeah. Thanks. Peace in a bottle. Man. Peace and love. Peace in a bottle. <laughs>